Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Um, so we're uh, chatting to um, an ex-gangster today called Charlie Breaker, uh, a South London, South London. I think we feel out of our depth here, don't we? <laughs> Do you think that? Do you think the 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 nervous conversations we've had for the last two hours about? About it, is... I tell you what's worrying me. I was more nervous with Steve Davis, and I don't know why. I don't know what. I've got a feeling I'm going to put. Oh, I don't know. It's a clash of the worlds, isn't it? I feel like you're going to get on with him. I really do. Why have you said this to me early? Is absolutely because no you understand. <laughs> you understand London. <laughs> you're a London boy. In my I head. can go. I can basically go. I know where you mean. That's it. I know where you mean, not what you mean. I just feel like you're a London boy. <laughs> no, I'm living Kent. I live in Sussex and I lived in Kent. Isn't Kent London? It joins London, but he's... Well, I'm not a London boy. Although, no, when Naomi met me, she thought I was proper London. Why? Did you wear... It's pearly, dressed as a pearly She said the way I talk. Right. <laughs> I don't know how this is helping. I don't know. My point is, I think you're going to get on with him. I think he's going to think I'm a pussy boy. <laughs> I think he's going to see through both of us, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, God. Puss- oh, do you think- God. Hi, Charlie. Do you think we're pussy boys? Oh, God. Now I'm I've going- just seen the first question that we've got <laughs> set up. Have you been in a good chase? <laughs> what is it? Have you been in a car chase? <laughs> Fucking hell, Phil's. <laughs> Parkinson. It's Phil's. That's the highest you've ever jumped. <laughs> oh, what are we doing? We're so shit at this. <sighs> oh, God. Shit. Don't just go fucking quiet, because that will irritate me. Because you're... <laughs> Because <laughs> you'll just go. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. You might go quite hoping I'll have pulled something. Where's David gone? Where's David gone? Just that. 
David. David. Um, I think we've got to be honest and go, look, we don't know any of this world. And, Have you uh, been involved in crime yourself? Me? No. Yeah. No. What's that happened? <laughs> have you? I have. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't believe a word of that. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you save it for when Charlie comes on and I'll ask you what crime you've done <laughs> and you answer in front of Charlie. <laughs> How comfortable would you be saying what you'd done before he'd said anything? Like, I'm scared of fighting. Is he not scared that's of fighting? That's, I'm scared of fighting. But I would be scared of hitting someone in the face. <laughs> but wouldn't you? Yeah. I want to know what that's like. <laughs> Don't ask that. What? <laughs> Don't ask what? I think he's got the... He's got the... Hello, Charlie. Charlie. Hello. 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 Hi, hi, seven, right? <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Hello, Charlie. I'm a, bit, I'm, a, I'm a bit Tom and Dick this morning. Sorry about this. Yeah, you no, don't have to do it if you're feeling ill. Yeah, no, f- I'll give it a shot. Look, if it's a shit recording, then you just don't fucking use it. You know, I'll do another go, but. I'll give it a shot rather than waste your time, mate. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, honestly, we've done loads of shit recordings. <laughs> it's mainly oh, what we do. You. Yeah, you're, you're already in our top ten. Hello, Bob. Send his oil away, fucking salmon oil. Trust me, we've got some shit. Charlie, we're, yeah. we're really nervous. You're nervous? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got to be honest. Yeah. We're, talk- we're talking to a gangster. We are well out of our depth. <laughs> Oh, Last time I was nervous, somebody had a gun to me head. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know where to start with you, Charlie. Uh, what? Can we can we talk about that? Start, start, start the bollocks and work upwards. Um, <laughs> well, when was the last time someone had a gun to your head? Uh, why? Because uh, he, he, I, I, I bust his mate up. But what he didn't realise was, and this is a real crazy thing, is is I'd sold that, I'd give that gun to somebody else because it was fucking useless. And he'd sold it to this other fella, who then decided to threaten me with it. And he put a gun on my head and, and I went, oh, fuck, what's happening? And I thought, oh, no, it's the same one I sold fucking Paul Stitch. He was called Paul Stitch because his stitch beef up. And this oh. gun was fucking useless. So I, 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 I give the gun to Paul Stitch. And he, he went and sold it to this other boy. Who's mate? I, I had a row with the booze, and he decided to come and go and threaten me with a gun. And when I realised what gun it was, I told him, and he was so shocked, I managed to get it out of his hands and bash him around the head with it. <laughs> there you go. Hang on, this happened in a pub. Did you say this happened in a pub? No, it's happened actually in my yard. I had a yard, a broker's yard in West Norwood. And um, it, the, the, uh, I met this guy called Andrew in there, and uh, he. he I can't remember what it was all about, but I ended up having a row with him. In them days, there weren't many people to beat me, except with a gun. And, uh, so he, his mate then decided to come with a gun and make retribution for the fact that I'd had a row with his mate. Uh, and of course, it didn't happen, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think if someone had held a gun to my head, I'd remember why. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think well, that's... I, yeah. I beat the granny out of the geese for some reason, <laughs> but I can't remember why I beat the granny out of the <laughs> 
How are you <laughs> so... Uh, genuinely, Charlie, how are you so hard? How can you <laughs> Yeah, how does people? one become hard? How does one become hard? I think it's all about your upbringing. I, I was born in Bombtown, Brixton, right? Yeah. Uh, the, year, the year the war ended. Um, there were all the soldiers coming back. They were all randy as fuck. Uh, and there all these horny birds who hadn't had a bunk up except they managed to find an American soldier for fucking years. And... Uh, uh, and so there was a massive baby boom, and biggest baby boom the country has ever known. Uh, and uh, and I was born in that boom, but there wasn't room for me, so um, I, I had to go. I went into care. I and mean, I think when you go into care and you've got people trying to see things up your bum and all that kind of thing, you know, um, it, 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 makes you, it makes you very hard, you know what I mean? And you sort of start the world with a very uh, aggressive nature, which is fortunately gone as you get older, but uh, because you, you really, um, it wasn't easy, it wasn't fucking easy. Yeah. Anyway, I went back from kids' home to a preschool within months, and within months of that, I went to Portland Ballstool, uh, which is uh, the, the, the well-known toughest ballstool there was. Um, can you hear me all right? Yeah, 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 bro? yeah, of course, yeah, sorry. I, I think it's all about the upbringing. Now, yeah. as a new book come out two days ago, it's on Kindle two days ago, it's not published yet, uh, it'll be in a book form in, within a week. It's called Georgie, and Georgie's all about them, them first years, in my institution years, yeah. And mm. um, I, I ended up coming out of Ballstore, I thought, I'm going straight, I'm going straight. So I went and worked at a pig farm for about three or four months. How old were you then? How old were you then? What? How old were uh, you then? 18. 18. I come out of Ballstore, I was 18. Uh, so I, I come out. And so I worked for a few months um, on this pig farm in Essex because I had a mate of mine I was in Boston with. He lived in Essex and he managed to find me a job because so I had nowhere to go, nowhere to live, no, nothing, no, no job, no money, nothing, right? So he managed to find me a job that had a caravan with him. Uh, and it was nice money because it was, it was cleaning out pigs all day long. What I did was shovel shit from the morning I got up in the morning until when I went to bed at night. Um, and I just shoot out. It was so hot in his pig ass, and I used to wear a pair of overalls and a pair of white boots. That's it. And then you just have to get under the standpipe of uh, night to, to get myself cleaned up a bit. But I didn't go out. I just saved the money up and I bought a little truck. Well, with the little truck, and I decided I was going to be like my uncles. I was going to be totted. I didn't want to go back to crime anymore. And uh, so I ended up totting. But what's tottings? Huh? What's totting? Sorry. Oh, Totting's going out, well, it used to be the horse and car originally. You went out ringing your bell and collecting old bits of scrap iron and things like right. that, you know? Or ra- a rag and bow man, sorry. Rag and bow a ra- man. It's a rag and bow man, you know? A- <laughs> right, so I-, I wanted to be a rag and bow man, but I wanted to be a posh one with a truck, you know? <laughs> uh, and-, and so anyway, I-, 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 I got the truck, I went there, the local scrap merchant, the guy called Charlie Richardson. So all my family no. was with horse and cars, yeah. So I ended up working in the end, working with Charlie Richardson. Hence, I went back on the trot. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of history for you. Where, eh? where, sorry, where were they based, the Richardsons? Where were they? Uh, Brixton, where I was. I'm a, I'm a Brixton boy, see? Right. Fucking so so you, tried, you, you basically got out of Ballstool, tried to go, go straight, and then... Ended up falling in with, and then did it just progress from there? Charlie Richardson, and then what did you do for it? What did you start doing for him that was 
illegal. Well, I can, I can remember the actual day when, when I used to go in the office and stand in the office and wait to get paid for me a bit of scrap, right? He only done metals. He didn't do iron. He only done metals like brass and copper and old radiators and things like that. So I, I, I'd be in there, that's copper radiators, not sure what it's in. I'd be in there, I'd go in the office, he'd be in the office, and I'd just stand up and just wait for me money, say nothing, and walk out again. Because Mr. Richardson was like the epitome of the ultimate gangster you didn't mess with, you know what I mean? Really? And I, was, so I had to show total respect, right? How did you know he was not to be messed with? Did his reputation or what, is, what oh, was it? Everybody, he had a rep, he had a rep as being one of the... Uh, for being the biggest gangster in the whole area, really, the whole of South London, you know, he he was only one of the crazy scared of, you know what I mean? And, right, of course. How much uh, older than you well, was he? For me, I can't remember. Um, There's probably about 20 years between us, roughly, I'd say. Oh. I, I did know him right to the end. He died age 80-something, and I was like 60-something at the time, so that gives you an idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we remained friends, but he ended up getting the 20 straight to the torture. And I, I knew that all the team were going to get pulled in, so I knew I'd, I'd done a run and went to Cornwall. And that was the beginning of the next saga. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I'm going to work on a fishing boat. I'm going to go straight. I'll go straight, work on a fishing boat. When I work on a fishing boat, what happens to fishing boats in the winter? And they, they, they heave anchor, and, then, and everybody goes down the old King Cole, down the toll, right? Well, I couldn't do that because I was in the old were looking for me. So I didn't go down to the office. So what did I do? Guess. Mm -hmm. uh, did so something about the crime. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and what Charlie, was could, sorry, just I, going back to when you worked for for Charlie Richardson. Go on. Uh, when you said, oh, you had to just watch yourself around him when you worked for him, what... I mean, would he have turned on you if you'd said the wrong no thing? Way, no way, no. What I'm saying is because when a guy's got that amount of respect, I wouldn't expect him to turn on me. Uh, uh, he, basically, he was known for punishing people who had done things wrong, done people wrong, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 no, no, he, 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 he treated me good, you know what I mean, yeah? Good, and I always treated him with respect like a young man should repeat, you know? Like say nearly forty or whatever, I'm like eighteen. I've got to treat me with respect, mm. you know. The name what he had, you definitely treat me with respect, you know. And what what did you start doing for him? What was the what was the trade? Uh, 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 <laughs> right, I've gone in the office this time uh, to get paid, and he says, uh, "Sit down, boy." I said, "No, that's right, Mister Richardson. I'll stand up." He says, "I said, sit down, boy." I said, "Sorry, Mister Richardson." And I sat down. Right. He says, uh, "Um." Uh, uh, what's it? I, I've heard you're Lionel Blair to nobody. Lionel Blair being scared, right? Roman's saying, you know, I used to play a bit of that at the time. I, 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 I heard you're Lionel Blair to nobody. So I says, well, that's the case, because I was a tough young guy in the pubs, fighting with everybody and winning most things, you know, and nearly everything. And, um, and so I said, that's the case. He said, would that come and work for me? I says, if you want Mr. Richardson, he said, well, it'd be better, better money and doing a bit of scrap, mate. I'll tell you now. So I said, all right, okay, then, okay. What do you want me to do? He said, delivery. I said, well, I've got my little truck. He said, no, you'll be needing a van. So I thought, what do I need a van for, right? He said, but don't worry, I've got a brand new transit out here you can use. I said, well, what, what am I delivering, Mr. Richardson? So he says, people. So I had to go around and uh, bang on people's doors, and they didn't answer them. Then the doors went in. There were old wooden doors in those, and boom, on the old shoulder, and then it went. And, and and take them against their will to go and have a chat with us. Have a, a Fuck. Dicky, 
have a dicky bird in the show like a Miss Richardson. <laughs> Were you never scared what was on the other side of the door, though? Like, you I was scared of nothing, because he said, I'm Lionel Bled and nobody. I'm still Lionel Bled and nobody. I'm 75, and I'm still Lionel Bled and nobody. Gordon Bennett. Are you, but if you both you two come for me, I wouldn't run away. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much. Oh, don't worry about us, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Two lumps of jelly coming. Charlie, uh, can we go back to when you said you when you're in the pubs, you're like a rough. If I had accidentally, if I was just in there having a drink, and I'd accidentally just gone and knocked your drink, how would you have reacted to me? At eighteen, buy me a pint if you did, not fucking tell you. And if for some moment of madness, David said no, right. you knock somebody's beer over, you bought my pint. So what? What was all the scrapping in the pubs over then? What was I usually see people getting too, too much alcohol in the pubs, and yeah. in them days, you see the the, the, uh, the fathers and all that being come back from the war, right? So we we was born, all we heard about was them fighting. We wanted to prove that we could fight as well, yeah. Right, I say, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, and, and so we wanted to be right like our fathers and all that, hard and all that, you know. Even though I never really contacted my father at this stage, but it was an actual thing that wanted to do that. Um, I'd done boxing for very, very young, all the way through institutions of boxing like that. And I'd, I'd also become quite a large geezer, right? I mean, I'm down to about 20 stone now, but I, I was 9, 30 at times. But, um, yeah, I'm a big geezer. Well, I, I think my, my prime, well, the last fight I had, it was 26 stone. 26 stone? Really? How yeah. tall are you? I'm only six foot two and a half now. I've shrunk a bit. I it's wouldn't want you away. knocking on my door. No, <laughs> or coming through my door. I, I used to be bigger, right? But the lint on my so much for the thumb on my head, I've sort of shrunk a bit, you know. <laughs> so well, you would still... you'd go round to people's houses and take them to see Mr. Richardson? <laughs> yes. Not single driver. I had a driver. Can you w- walk us through that scenario? So, because I'm that alone. Go, what is that? And what yeah. would they have done for yeah. you to have to go round there? What would they have? That really wasn't my business. My oh, business was to deliver to them and collect the money, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so what would happen? So you get to number 13 or whatever it is, and, yeah, what happens next? Right. Um, sorry, I had a mate of mine called, uh, called Mad Mick, right? Well, we called him Mad Mick. Oh, God. Uh, and... Um, he he was uh, known for his courage and one thing or another and having no but a bit bit right, a bit fearless. He worked for me for years. And um he uh I, I took him on to, to work with me, with me so we could uh, we, we we could both get a living between us this way. And uh, and so he get a living, it wasn't every day of the week, believe me, you know, but it was often enough to put a nice bit of money in the in the kitty. And um so I would be with Mick, and we'd go there, we'd go to the door. First one, for instance, I remember, I was in Tivoli Road in West Norwood. And I was 13, and it was something like that, anyway. And I've gone there, and I've gone to the door, and you know when the little peepholes used to have in the door, you could see the light on the inside, right? Yeah. This is like early hours of the morning, right? Not early hours, but right, yeah. Before the average man had gone down in the docks to sign on, you know. Um, and uh, you could see the light. So when you when you bang on the door, 
if the light went out, it means somebody was looking through the peephole at you, wasn't it? Oh, I see, because they got in the way. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so it, it went dark, right? It's the first job, I remember it now. Anyway, so I, I said, right, open the door because we're coming in and nothing happened. So I put my shoulder on the door, big old boy I was, and straight away the yellow lock ripped off the wooden post, and we was in there, right? So I walked, I put, we walked in there to purpose, we quite fast walked in there, and looking at the geezer, the geezer just about to do a runner and trying to get out the bathroom window or something, he was going to do it. Anyway, my mate, uh, the, the, the wife and kids screaming in there, and uh, I, 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 my mate grabbed hold of him, banged his head on, on a fireplace, on a fireplace. I said, look, look, we don't get that many for stiffs, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah? Leave it out. He said, I just thought I'd drive him up, Charles. So he, uh, he would have then got in the back of the van, right? And then we got the other end. I'll never forget the first time we went there. It's because Mick, 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 Mick was in the back of the van with him. I was driving, right? And I said to Mick, don't knock him about. You know, it's up to Charlie when they get there. Right? Leave him alone, right? So anyway, so we got there and Mick jumped out the back of the van. I went in the back door and the geezer jumped out and they thought he was a geezer going to come again. Charlie's workers thought he was a geezer going to get. And they grabbed hold of Mick and Brem against the wall and said, watch out, that's my mate. The geezer wants to join the back of the So then he would... He would go and talk just go to and Charlie. Chat with, yeah. Well, if you know anything about the torture trials, then you'll understand. I don't. Oh my God! Torture trials. So that, that... Charlie Richardson and torture trials. He, he got twenty-five years for it. Um, he says say we punish people. We've got things like put electric things to their toes or whatever, and now their feet to the floor or whatever, and all kinds of things. But I wasn't in any part of that. No, right. I was just a, or you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Centre One, I didn't know what was going down anyway. I was just delivering these people, and they were getting and and. And you're at that age, what are you like? What age are you when you're doing that to? 18. You're 18? Eight, eight, eight that's a baby, half, yeah. that's a kid. It was no baby for me, don't forget. I've been on my own since I was like a fucking little baby, frankly. Mm. You know what I mean? I spent, yeah. I spent all my life looking after myself. Yeah. You, well, when you're in a children's home and they're full of ponces and perverts and nonces or want to play with your dick or sit things up your ass and all that, you've got to learn to look after yourself quick. Or submit them and let them do what they want to. And I tell you, a lot of boys were completely fucked up by it, by by by, by having things allowing them people to have that done to me. I wasn't having that. I was a little bit a little bit ahead of that thing in, in my in my nerve, in my in my courage, and I weren't allowing them. And I got kind. Remember one one Mister Greenwood, bastard, right? He he really had, he really fancied me because he couldn't get his own way with me. I become almost a, a thing about he wanted me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, he used to think of something every reason to take me in his office, drop my trousers and cane me ass. And I used to have scabs on top of scabs on top of scabs where I've been caned six for the best every day of the fucking week, you know. Sorry, that happened to you, that really happened. Well, no. It built me, maybe what I was. You see, some people are break. To me, I've become the breaker, you know what I mean? I was always being known as a breaker because nothing broke me, mate. You know what I mean? It made me. It made me what I was. And when you say you can't understand what I was like 18, I was a baby. I was far from a baby, man. Mm. I was a big type, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, that way, it made me that way. End of the story. 
do you feel like you didn't really have a like you when you were growing up that way you had no other way you're going to go but into crime do you think it was always just well you see where i was that's all it was because uh, after the war, there was nowhere to work. There was no money, nothing. All the factories had gone because the, uh, the Huns wanted to do the House of, Con- House of Parliament, right? right. And, 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 and you see, them doodlebug things never got any further than the Thames, right? right. So What's the other side of the Thames to House of Parliament? Lambeth, where I lived. So we got these doodlebugs all the time. I was not nowhere to live for most people. We had a two-up, two-down house, right? And we had 21 people that lived in one stage, women and children and men. Men camping out in the garden, in the coal cellar. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it just yeah. nowhere to live. Yeah. And there was no money. There was, no, there was no, no work, no factories, nothing, you know. So uh, all, all we could do was go out totting. Well, totting could, could, could get a fair bit of shit off the, off the, off the uh, bomb sites and that. But it's always worth a bit more for crime, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we should always be looking for a bit of crime as well, you know. Um, outside the area, though, mostly outside the area. And and I'll I'll never get one right. You don't mind me telling you this. No, but of course. I, 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 one of my, one of my friends when I was a young boy said, "How come your uncles always stand up on a on a horse and carts? Why don't you sit down?" I said, because they can't see over the fences. He was coming out of the chore that night. So after you've done... So you, you, would you say your first sort of job as a ga- gangster, is that the term? Was... was no, I mean, no, 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 it's a term that gets used very loosely. I mean, really... Uh, um, my, my part in the world, I was, I was, I was part of the firm, right? right. And we didn't see gangsters, we just see a load of women working together. It was great, right. you know? Right, right. And pulling together, not like today, dog eat dog and rat eat rat. It's a different story now, but we all pulled together. And one had a problem, you had a problem, you had me. And it's the only form of gang, really, you could say gangsters, where we were always one group of people. Right. I think the word gangster probably come from the mafia or something, didn't it? I don't know, but oh, yeah. I don't badly use the reason. Right, okay. But so that was the first thing you did was knocking like dragging people back to meet Charlie Richardson. What what did you do next as a kind of believe me, because between my little senses, I was up to crime every time I come back. What, what were you, you know doing? What, I mean? what was what were you doing to survive it? Everything, you know, we used to get up on the roofs and go through the skylights and rob places out of town or that, you know what I mean? Well, not out of town, but out of our area. Um, we used to go and find places like, well, this, for instance, was a place, um, you know, Crombie Coats. And they used to make these Crombie Coats, there's these Jewish families to make them. Uh, and we'd go, and we'd go with our wooden ladders, which used to get rushing up side alley somewhere where you hit them under leaves and, things, and put them up and get onto, go through the skylight and then drop themselves into the factory or whatever it was, or warehouse, wherever you buy. And somebody opened the front door and you'd run out with bits and pieces. But you see, you can't run down the street with a load of clubber, can you? You know what I mean? Especially in the night, wherever. We used to have to cover it up and hide it somewhere and then get one of the uncles out and all some car, pick it up for you and give them a drink out of it, you know. That was like the first <laughs> It's quite organised, then. Really. Oh, it was organised in a way. 
When you did all that, Charlie, were you, each time you did it, did you have like a buzz? Were you scared of doing it, of being caught? I've always buzzed from crime. Never scared, just a buzz, you know. I mean, later on, driving, you know, it was just a buzz of driving, you know, having the cops after you, whatever. Wow, it's a great man. When you, you know, say driving, what do you mean? Well, when I was driving, I shouldn't be where I was, or I had something about I shouldn't have, or, 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 or that sort of thing, you know. What about the uh, fear of getting caught? Was that there? You know, like, did you fear prison, or after you'd been, because I know you said you'd been a ball star, uh, but did you fear it, or were you wary of it? What I've, was been, the... I've been brought up in institutions all my life, so I had no fear of it at all. Simple as that, it's just... It's simple as that, it was my life. My life, my kid, all I knew was being in a home. All I knew was being a brew school. Then all I knew was being bolstered. What's prison? Prison's just a further arm. That was apprenticeship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you would expect you to go there. Of course you would. So it was but just going to happen at some point. You just knew you were going to go back inside uh, at some point. Of course it was. Of course it was. It was inevitable, really. You could, you could try and go straight like I did many times, but it never really worked, you know. Why why would you try and go straight just for less? Did you want to go straight for less hassle? Basically, what was the reason to go? I don't know. It was I think because everybody was was up to crimes, and it was like I've always been one who likes a challenge, right? And I guess that's what made me a good fighter because I was always up for a challenge. You know what I mean? I think the challenge not to get nicked for crime. You know? Yeah. And but when I did, I did. That was it. Right. But it's a, it was literally a little challenge. But these challenges go wrong when your life goes wrong, you know. And um, as my as as my new book says, somebody's put a mention in the book there, somebody on the back or something. And I said uh, it, it, all he was doing was looking really for a, a life and, and, and a home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I never had either really yeah. firmly apart yeah. from being institutions. And um, my first, my first proper story about that is Georgie. I say that's out on Kindle now if you want to read it. But um, that's the first, that's the first um, eighteen years up until when I was with Richard Richardson and having to do a trot. And the second half of that book, we've done it in two halves. Is when I go on a trot to Penzance, running away from the Richardson charges, and um, running away from Richardson from. Yeah, well, you see, the thing was, right? Oh, when you thought you were going to get caught but up in man, that. Man, yeah. they want to, wherever we're going to be around him, go, right, it's a five stretch for you, mate, all we want information about him, right? You know what right. I mean? Right, right. Okay. Right. Well, I knew it would happen, and I, I'd done a run straight away. I was gone. I heard that night at six o'clock, this morning, I was down Paddington Station. Oh. On the train. And that's a funny thing itself, because... <laughs> I've gone down the station there, and I didn't know where I was fucking going. I just know I was going somewhere quick, you know? Yeah. So I go down there, and there's a train, the old puffin trains in them days, you know what I mean? I'm talking the 60s, and uh, they're blowing a bit of smoke out through the top there, and uh, it looked like it was ready to go somewhere. So I walked across the ticket office, and I said to the man, can I have a, tra- get a ticket ready for that, for that train there? Not, I didn't know I was going. And he said, where are you going? I said, well, on that train there. He goes, what's going to be in Zanchi? That's wrong, Dan. I've got a Penzance, yeah. You must have thought you had a marble shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, know, 
Did I wear a skirt? I'm not just... Oh, Penn's I said, yeah, I forgot it's full name, so that's why I'm there. <laughs> and we've got to ask about what's it like being on... We, you're on the run. What's that like? What, what's your... How do you... How do you sort of survive that? What do you do? What do you do? You got you're on the train. You end up in Penzance. What do you do next? Well, I went down there. I, um, I straight away out the train place where we live, right? Because I sleep on the beach, and I got I managed to get a caravan. I I, I had money because I'd been grafting in, in London. I had enough money to get to rent the caravan. I rent the caravan. Eventually, I rent the little apartment. But me, meanwhile, I managed to get myself a job on a fishing boat. Now I, I wanted. This was just a diving boat I started off with. I wanted to get on a proper trawler, which I did eventually. But um, that, that, that was me going straight, see, working on a fishing boat. No crime. Uh, sort of on the run at the same time, so a bit of both. A bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not totally straight, but... <laughs> yeah. It's my finger, look. Oh, bloody hell. At the door with that. <laughs> no, I got no. I, I got cut with a knife when I was young in the fight, and he he stabbed under the tendon in the finger. Um, and also, I managed to get gangrene, which didn't help at all. But there you go. It's, it's all okay. Been okay for me. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, you're, you're you're down in Penzance. You've got a job, but are you worried about a knock yeah, on the you're door? Paranoid. Are you yeah, you paranoid. Yeah, you Can you relax? Oh, I've never been. There was no cocaine about in them days, so paranoid. I've never really seen yeah. that. <laughs> So you're just but getting are, on with it. Are you worried about getting caught, like, every minute of the day? Or do you just... Look, you'd strive not to get caught. Yeah. It doesn't stop you from doing it. It just makes you more cautious what you're doing. So, so what you take cautions, you know what I mean? So are you giving false you, names uh, everywhere uh, and stuff? Huh? Were you giving false that, names and stuff? Were you doing that? Or? Oh, I'm, a dozen names, I had. Oh, a dozen names, yeah, all the time. I didn't give a false name, but I went into the right thing. It's probably coated, you know. Right. What would, do you remember the names you were given? given? Oh, yeah. I had loads of them. Uh, I was Charles William Hutton. I was Melvin Jones. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you do the accent. You're doing the accents as well. I come from Birmingham and my name's Melvin <laughs> Jones. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love that you, you gave your characters backstories. I like that. All helps on the cover up, doesn't it? <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, I never did you... Sorry, I was arrested once, right? See, in London, many years later, in the, in the thing about late 80s or something, uh, and uh, uh, they arrested me outside this place. It was over a passport thing, but it was only my ex-missus that grasped me up. Because uh, I still had a passport, I didn't even know I had it. But there you go. As I'm a swipe, so they arrested me, right? And they said, "What's your name, mate?" So I told them, "Because this piece of uh, old Bill old plain clothes pulled out a thing, and they had a mugshot of me." He says, "That's not what says your name is there, mate." <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to check so which would... one you'd given them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, Melvin, I need to change my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Charlie, I, did you? Calm down, I'm sorry. sure you ask this all the time. Did you meet the craze? No, I had nothing to do with them fucking East End cooks, mate. When I went and visited, I said we we hated them. They were they were the enemy, man. Really? They so were, you never met them? You never found yourself in the same room as them, or? No, 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 no. They, 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 they wouldn't come south of the river. No way would they. Yeah, they would come south of the river. They sent a bloke over there once, and he got shot because he belonged to their gang. 
yeah. so you, were you aware of the other way around going to certain areas you were like absolutely if because were you known by them and if they saw you they would would they recognize you they wouldn't, me, they wouldn't have known me personally in them days right but you said still you said even after they'd gone away or whatever and still right through the 80s if i crossed the river i was always in a hurry to get back again because the problem was I was a loud, flashy geezer. You know what I mean? Always flashy motors and uh, got that safe myself, whatever. I was, I was, was powerful, right? And if I went into each them pub, straight away they'd go, who the fuck's he? You know what I mean? Yeah? Okay? And it, it'd be on top. Now, any Southside pump, they all knew who I was by this stage. Everybody knew me by the 80s and that, you know? So, um, uh, I, I could go in any East London, any South London pub, and I'd be probably buy me a beer or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah? But going to East London pub, I'm not just lovely to come on top. And so I did avoid that. But we went over there when we had to, you know what I mean? Yeah? Like, so, say my barrister, he was in, he was, he was in Fleet, Street, Fleet Street there, so in the bar, Temple Bar there. Uh, 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 so you have to go and see him or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah? But still, I only went there and, and come back that way normally, you know what I mean? Yeah? I wouldn't stop. Right now, bloody hell! Can I go um, to being on the run? How did you end up? What was what was the end of being on the run? Did you get caught? Did you or did Always. you? I've I've got to know how that happened. Was it kicking the door down? Was it like what happened? How did you get? Uh, let's get let's put one for instance. Right. Um, okay, I was on the shop from a preschool. Uh, and I ended up in Newcastle because a mate of mine from Bruceville said, come and find me in Newcastle, right, blah, blah, blah. And you can come and stay with me if you ever get away from here. So I went up looking for him. I didn't realise how big Newcastle was and I never found him, you know. But um, I, I was I was running short of dinner. So you just went up and... hoping to bump into it? You you went up not knowing where he was? I, I thought Newcastle was like fucking Johnston or something, you know. I, I didn't realise it was what a big place it was, you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, and so I've gone up there and uh, all kinds of stories around that one, but it's somebody in the new book, this one. And um, I, I got caught robbing the chemist, basically. And, I, I, and the reason I got caught is it was snowing. And I left footprints where I climbed <laughs> over the fence in the snow. And the parson got me through. I see the footprints going to the back of this chemist. And they, and they come and arrest him. <laughs> and it was all on top then. Charlie, when you were <laughs> robbing, what did, what did you use as, like, did you have weapons? Do you, do you know what? I've never really, I never really used a weapon as such myself, right? I work with people that have done, but um, I, I, you see, I, I, my robbing was always uh, institutional, right? it was like uh, not from people or whatever, you know what I mean, yeah? And the only time I have worked with people that had guns is when they were doing armed robberies, you know what I mean, yeah? Now, I didn't, I didn't get involved in a lot of them, but I'd done a few, but I was only ever a getaway driver. I was never the man on the pistol or a man on the oh shooter, you know? Oh, my God. You're a getaway driver for an armed robbery? Yeah. Flip. Okay, got to know about Got to know about this. Got to know about this. Right, how does that... Right, I'm, in my head, obviously, I'm painting it like a film. But how do you get... What does someone say, do you want to want to be involved in an armed robbery? How does that start? What, 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 how it all started was, it's because I was a big guy, right, and we were climbing ladders when I was younger to get up in the, in the uh, things. 
I ended up not being allowed up the ladders anymore because I was breaking all the rungs. <laughs> Did that hurt your feelings or were you fine with that? No, it hurt me fucking up when I landed on it. He then became to the next job when he worked down up the ladders was to be called Keeping Dog. Well, Keeping Dog, I don't know if you understand what Keeping Dog means. I'm guessing no. keeping an eye out. Keeping an eye out, yeah. What will you do? You stand at the bottom of the ladder. Or the ladder's now been shot out of the way somewhere, but you're outside waiting to watch to make sure the boys don't come out and get rid of yeah, the if, if I walk by and see you standing <laughs> at the bottom of the ladder, I know something. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that scary looking bugger over there is by that ladder. Absolutely no problem. Keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> no, I mean, mostly the ladder would have then been taken down and rammed up the side of the building or something like that. But you know what I mean? That, that was my job, basically, was keeping yeah. dog, right? Using conspicuous one, uh, yeah. Or what gone up the ladder and gone through the skylight and dropped in the place, rubbed it, whatever it is doing, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I'll be keeping dog. Well, keeping dog has almost become a, a career move to become the getaway driver because there you're keeping dog again. You're in the car outside keeping dog. Uh. Right. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. So, 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 so they come, and I knew London, South London so well. I knew every street. I knew every pub, yeah. I did, did know too many churches, but um, <laughs> no wonder that. So, well. so you were, right, when you, what, what, was, what was being armed robbed when you were a getaway driver? Uh, the traditional thing was the bank, right? But obviously the other things happened as well, you know. Might be, it might be a new supermarket opened up somewhere or something, and they've got a lot of money, you know. Tesco's, what's the name? Is, it, is this in the 70s and 80s? This should be the 80s, yeah. The 80s now. But when was, when was stuff like, because I don't really know, like um, CCTV and all that sort of stuff coming in, and was that none of it? No. no, no, no. So it's so, a bit more free see, for all. Sorry, there's so no CCTV, there's right. no DNA. There's oh, no CCTV, right. no no major uh, central computers. Of course, and that's but why you Charlie. Can... If you've got a name for yourself around South London, surely they're just like, well, it's him, isn't it? It's Charlie. It's bloody <laughs> well, Charlie. One of his mate. See a couple of broken ladders and know full <laughs> yeah. well it's you. <laughs> but is that how it was? Did, they, were, they were obviously suspicious that it was. If something go, if something went down, no, and they were no, like, "Well, the last no criminal in South London, you know." But What's I mean, that? That, I, I wasn't the only criminal in South London. No. Well, you're the only no. one we've spoken to, so we're going to blame <laughs> you for everything, aren't we? I've been dragged many a time, but you see, because there's no computers, no CCTV, no DNA, nobody grasped anybody up in them days. So you had to grasp yourself up, basically. Right, uh, uh, and uh, that was something I weren't doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd be dragged in, and I'd go, "Just course, listen, call me brief, call me brief." You know what I mean? Because, uh, uh, yeah, no, you got to tell me, mate. You know what I mean? And of course, when the brief come in, he was released. You know, but uh, you never make a statement, never say nothing at all. No, no, I got nothing to say. Nothing to say, up, nothing to say, up. You know what I mean? So when you're sat in the car, Charlie, waiting, here's a flies, got flies over in Spain. That's all right. Are you, where in Spain are you, by the way? So. Well, where'd you uh, not far from Alicante, about 40 minutes south of Alicante. Nice. What's the weather like at the moment? You got, is it still, still warm? It's 21, it was, yeah. 21? Heartbroken for you, mate. Oh, 21? It's bloody I, I, 9 I here. I had jacket on just now. I oh. took it off the God <laughs> almighty, tough times. 21, bloody hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> 
When you're sat in that car, Charlie, I mean, what are the nerves like waiting? Because that's a big, big prison sentence, isn't it, if you get caught for that? Again, it's a buzz. Again, it's a buzz, isn't it? You're in there. Buzz. But you, you, you know what stopped our robberies, don't you? They what? nipped it in the bud in the 80s very quick. What? The police took a, a shoot-to-kill policy. Did so they? Anybody with a, with a gun, they so shot what, the what, In the 80s? In the 80s, yeah. I mean, I was in, as in, um, in the Nick in, when I was 40 years old, in 1987 or whatever, and uh, and there was guys in there whose partners in crime had been shot by a gun by the police. I didn't think that, right, shit. So people were like, it's not worth the risk? Fucking right now, isn't it? Yeah. You, you, you don't get a bullet in your bonnet, do you? You know what I mean? It's no, generally, Christ. No, I've, got, I've got a crap question here, Charlie, but I've got to ask you. Oh, I'm trying, trying, I'm a threat man. Um, <laughs> it's only because I watched it on TV now, I feel like a knob asking it, but did you know any of the Hatton Garden guys? Just about all of them. What? what? Just about all of them, but was perhaps two or three I didn't know, but I knew, I knew the rest of the team. Did you know what was, it was happening, or did you know the after, were you involved? No, you know, the, no, 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 no. Shit. No. So lead, lead, to, the leader of the team, uh, Reed, I think was, um, he was right out of my manner, I'd do him. You see, nearly all major, all major crimes are committed by South London villains. Check up on that one and see. You'll see for yourself. Big fat robbery, all that. We, 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 were, we were the robbers, you know what I mean? And uh, so, therefore, everybody knew everybody was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the, the actual great train robbery in 1964, right, yeah. was actually planned in my local pub in Brixton. Fucking hell. Yeah. What pub was that? Uh, it's called the, the, the Rafferty Arms, I think, the Rafferty Arms, something like that. Uh, Ronnie Biggs is my neighbour. Ronnie Biggs, no, was my neighbour in Brixton. When I was he? Shit. Yeah. And they planned. Fucking, this is like the, it's like a film, isn't it? You know, like it's kind of the. the do you see why so many um, films have been made about this sort of stuff, though? Because it's mind blowing to outsiders. Because people, people love all that because they would like to do that. They'd like to be there, but they ain't got the balls to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds glamorous. I'm sure it's not as glamorous, but, you know, it sounds so, madness. It, 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 it does glamorise crime in a way, and in some ways I've probably got a few one-stars on my last book over this, uh, because people are always glorifying crime, you know? So what? I was a criminal. I'm ashamed of it. I didn't go around fucking hurting people for no reason. I didn't like that, you know what I mean? I, I, I didn't... I, didn't I, I was a criminal, that's full stop. And I enjoy my life as a criminal. Have you been reading the book when I've been reading the book? I you? have, yeah. I've, I'm, not, I'm up to... I've got to ask about it. I've got to the Isle of Wight. It's really making... Oh, yeah. That's a funny one, yeah. Flicking out Did you really put a sign... I know we're jumping there, but did you really put a sign up? Yeah, I, I, I went, went to town to, to, to get some bits for uh, for the Who, right? I'm not tell David all this, because it's nuts. For the Who? Yeah, well, that's. I didn't want to... Jump that far ahead, but yes, for the who. <laughs> yeah, the who. Ro- Ro- Roger Daltrey, right, wanted me to sort out the drugs and that for him, you know. So, um, <laughs> yeah, get your head uh, around so that. <laughs> yeah, get your head around that. And uh, Roger Daltrey was, like, was only a small band, and they, were, you know, they weren't as famous as they are now, but they were still proper band. 
And that, they wanted to try melons because they'd been smoking and all their mouths all dried up. And oh, I, I thought melons. melons was, when you, in the book you said melons, I thought it was a type of drug. It was actual melons. <laughs> the actual oh, right. tray of <laughs> You kept talking about melons, getting a melons, and I thought, well, I wonder what Get that is. Get out of there, melon. <laughs> I thought I you meant it was a type of drug. Oh, actual I, melon. Yeah. Oh. But while I was, I see a round sign saying stop or something or whatever, and I thought, I'm going to fucking have that, right? And I took the round sign back and, and, and painted over the top of it where stop and put acid instead, yeah? Yeah, Charlie so was selling acid at, uh, at the Isle of Wight Festival, basically. And put it on a pole and put it in the middle of a crowd of 6,000 people, acid. And everybody came to me and bought their acid off me. But, Charlie, so you, you, in the book you say you got a fellow who got loads of these acid tabs. So you started, you went over to the Isle of Wight. I'm pointing a guy, yeah. And then, um, and then, Roger, Do- is this right? Roger Daltrey walked past and asked you if you had any to sell, and then you ended up, I think, basically doing see, a shopping for four days. Sounds, by the see, see, see doing Roger his used to pay down horse and and, and uh, uh, call exchanges, whatever you know, a, a small band in them days. Uh, and uh, I, I went backstage for some reason. I can't remember. I probably had something in mind. <laughs> and um, <laughs> beautiful leather coat, far too small for me, hanging up, right? Because them days we would sell full links together, leather coats or full links, sheepskin coats, whatever. And, and, and I see this coat and I picked it up, and I said, fucking, I say, it's pretty, don't fit me. Anyway, while I had it in my hand, Roger Daltrey came out with a starting pistol with his hand and said, put it back, cunt. And he remembered me. He remembered me. Because <laughs> you nicked his last guy. Held a stop. <laughs> the big guy held a stop. <laughs> and that's how then you ended up like running to the shops for him for four days and getting him he'd, he'd sort of had enough of drugs at one point and he'd done in he'd done a couple oh, of yeah, yeah. Uh, he just wanted me to get everything they wanted ganja they wanted uh, actually they wanted everything i could get hold of you know what i mean uh, and so that was my job i was a drug runner i was running about to go and sweat it all out I'm just imagining going into like a dressing room going, I'm having that coat. (laughs) (laughs) It's intriguing. I was a big guy, it's a little coat. (laughs) Roger Dolce's only a little guy, isn't he? I was going to say, he's not, he's about a third of that size, I think. He's kind of. He's about a third of the size I was, yeah. 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 I'll have it anyway. And so, um, what was. Was there anyone you were afraid of, Charlie? Never been. Lionel Blair of anybody in my life. No. Ever. No, you haven't no, met no. me, son. <laughs> <laughs> a, I still don't. Look, I'm 70. I'm sitting in my 70s now, right? Uh, a couple of years ago, I was 72, 73. And uh, I'm in my local booze there, Spanish booze. I don't use English ones. I don't like them. Too much gossip and shit and crap going down. But, but I use the Spanish ones where they have a laugh and get it in us and enjoy it. And I... I, I, I in this booth, there's a proper bully boy being around the area for ages, and everybody hated him, but everybody was scared of him. And he was like a, I think, probably on steroids. He, his arms are so big, he couldn't get his shirt over him, you know what I mean? And covered in tattoos and go around growling at people and, and knocking them about, and went to, you know, right? Not really beating them hard, but just being a bully. And I've gone in this pub one night, uh, and he, he's there uh, bullying the young boys there. Some boys in the pub says, so you get. 15, 16, 70-year-olds in pubs over here because it's not against the law, right? And, and there was a, a lot of them stood, excuse me, stood up by the bar. And um, 
he 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 was bullying him about, and I walked in. So I thought I've got to get him away from him. This ain't right, you know what I mean? So I pulled him to one side. Come here, come here, Julio. You know, come here, Julio. She was so I think we're in Spanish. So um, I'm going to kind of get you a beer. So I got him a beer, right? Try and keep him down. But he he, he started trying to bully me. Now I'm an old man in my seventies with a fucking walking stick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and he he started me anyway. I, I I was putting up with it. Eventually, he grabbed hold of him by the throat, thinking he could get away with it, right? No, he wasn't getting away with it that way. So I jumped up and screamed at him, right? But meanwhile, a young fellow walked across, please, Mr. Julio, please don't hurt Mr. Charlie, he's a nice man, blah, 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 blah. And he took a swing at the guy. This the six, skinny 16-year-old. Right, right. Skinny, skinny-ass skinny little kid, basically. And he's a big fucking muscly man. So I grabbed hold of him by his arm, his big muscle arm, and threw him out through the door. He bounced off the car, and as he came back off the car like that, I smashed him hard, straight in the face, and knocked him to his ass. I've become a local hero. I was a local 72-year-old hero, yeah. Because I was the only one to ever do him. Did he, did he, was that the end of it, or was, did he? Uh, yeah, he was, he, he was lying on the deck. I was kicking him in the head, asking him, to get up, wipe me. And he said, no more, no more, no, no mass, no mass, no mass, like bullies do. Anyway, all the youngsters come out now, uh, and I, I throw my jacket on the floor because I, 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 I won't go to fight wearing a jacket. I throw my jacket on the floor, and 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 the youngsters come out, and one's picked up a jacket to put on me, and the other was escorted him to the end of the road and said, "No, fuck up and don't come back." And he didn't, never come back. I think he embarrassed to come back to know that a fellow who's forty years old has been put on his ass by a seventy-four-year-old man. <laughs> Jesus, oh, Charlie, what's it? What am I trying to say? What's it like having lived your life and um, like being an older man now, looking back? What am I asking? Like, what at what point did you sort of mellow and do you sort of miss those days? Or it's got a beginning. I think uh, I, I had a pack with, a, with, my, with my best friend Mark Ripley when we was about thirty, and we, uh, our pack was to live dangerously, die young. And if, if, if any of us went, then we looked after each other's kids or whatever, you know what I mean? And he died at 35. I'm still here. Did he? I've had everything happen to me possible. Could happen. I've been shot, I've been stabbed, I've been striped, I've been uh, done with a machete, I've been glassed, I've been run over by a truck, I've been done with iron bars, I've had it all right. I'm still here. It wasn't my plan to be, still be here. Believe me, I fucked right up, didn't I? Fuck right up. I didn't want to be at this age. It's horrible. I've got rheumatoid arthritis. I can't walk. I can't do fuck all for myself anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just about to get me trousers. Are, are these. Is, I hate me toilet to get off the toilet. You know, is, this, is this your body sort of reacting to the stuff that happened earlier in your life? Like the kind of fights? And... Very well might be, but my mother was in a wheelchair with rheumatoid arthritis from quite young. Uh, spent, well, she spent 38 years in a wheelchair. But I, I did notice the first things ago the bits that I broke years ago, right? You know, uh, my wrist, I broke my wrist, punches somebody, so the wrist went the young or whatever. Yeah, they become weak weaknesses, don't they? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I, think, I think they do. Yeah. yeah. So we, sorry, we, Charlie, you said all those things in like ten seconds, but you've you've had all that happen to you. You've been like, you've been shot. I've been stabbed. shot. I've shot. But the side of the head right here, I've got, still got the scar in my face here. And I was very fortunate. It was from a fair distance away. It was a nine mil. 
and it hit it hit hit me in my back tooth, smashed the back tooth out, and I ended up spitting the tooth and the spirit out of my in my mouth. You spat it. It was it remained in your mouth, and you spat it out. Yeah, it, it hit the back tooth right, and it shattered the back tooth. But it hit the back tooth so hard it completely shattered it, but it, it taken the impact from it. It was a fair distance away, you see. It was only a nine mil. It's a fair distance away, but it was still enough to penetrate my body, but not enough to go any further than the tooth once you shattered it. Fuck. Was that the closest you've come to your demise, would you say? Or I don't know. There's so many things happened to me. I don't know. I was run over by a truck, yeah? I ran over by a truck, you know? Yeah. I've had three lots of cancer. Um, I've had serious blood disorders. Uh, I've had a heart attack, I've had four strokes, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I've had a life full of fucking problems, really, you know, but there you go. I'm still here and I'm happy with my life, you know? No yeah. wonder you're in a bloody book. I couldn't fill three pages, if I'm honest. Christ. <laughs> I've written one book, believe me, I've got four, five, one, two, there's one out this week, be another one out in the new year, and another two next year that I've already written. Bloody hell, I bet you have. Christ, I'll start living. What do you say, Dave? Georgie, never knew one. Georgie. Georgie, that's a new. Georgie. Georgie. We should plug it. Georgie. And it's available everywhere, is it? On Kindle, is it? On Kindle, two days ago. It'll be on Amazon sometime during the week. And for my for my friends, I will have personal signed copies in the post to them within about a week from now. Brilliant. I just thought of a question. I don't know if it's any good, but. Go on. What's the most scared you've been? I know you said you're not, but there must have been a situation where you're like, oh, this, this is good. This has got out of hand or something. Yeah. Well, I, I, I only read as women involved. I was thinking, <laughs> the only things I'm scared of. But you've never been in a like physical like fight or what you, you thought? You're having a bubble bath. You're having a bubble bath. <laughs> no, what I mean is... <laughs> yeah, David. No, I'm finished Yeah, you prat. Hang on. <laughs> but you've never... <laughs> Can we gang up on David, Charlie? Can we sure. Hang on. Yeah, you're wanker. Back down, Joe. <laughs> I knew this would up. happen. I'm puffing up. Oh, forget it. <laughs> but have you never been in a situation where you thought, okay, my life might be ending pretty soon now? I think so. No, I I, I, I think, um, not in the fight, don't In the fight, really, I, I buzz up on it, and I, I, I start shaking. If you start seeing me shaking, you, you, get, you get out of pocket my quick, because I get so excited. I literally shake, and I look like I'm being nervous, but I'm not. It's actually pure excitement, pure adrenaline build-up, you know. I love a fight. I still love a fight, or I don't do it very often nowadays, but I've, I've been here 17 years, right about 60s, I've been 17 years, so I don't do that kind of thing anymore. But um, uh, previously, uh, to be quite honest, I used to look for a fight somewhere, so I just, I just need to have a fight. It'd be a fight or a fight, you know what I mean, yeah? Yeah. So I guess when I was asking earlier, because listen, we were nervous talking to you, Charlie. That's well, the truth. Yeah. So I was imagining like bumping into you when you. But I was imagining bumping into you when you were younger. Would you have ever just picked on me in a no way, Jose? No, 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 no. You had to do something wrong, you know, badly wrong towards me, uh, or be. Totally fucking disrespectful. Mostly, don't have people more than me. I could, I could take somebody insulting me. I go, tell me something I don't already know. I am that ugly kind of way. You know what I mean? But um, uh, it's other things. Uh, here's for instance, I walk in the boozer, 
and, and they go, Syracuse over there, he's a drummer, right? Now, that's come from somebody I know and trust through their work, right? That geese over there is a drummer. A drummer is somebody who robs old, old people's houses and things like that. They're drums, you know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah, and of course there was there lots of council flats in that in the area. A lot of the old people there lived in these council flats, and they get people in there knocking at the doors down and going and robbing the house. And I didn't like drummers, and everybody knew I didn't like drummers, so I just walked straight up to them, smash them straight in the mouth, you know what I mean? Mostly they'd run out of public, they were getting worse, you know? It's low-life shit, you know what I mean? Low-life shit. Yeah. But I, well, I, I probably would have to buy the first couple of pints anyway after that. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you go to the bar and everybody has a pint, Charlie. Well done, mate. You must be bad from a few pubs then. No, I've been bad for, I weren't bad from many pubs. Well, well, even if you clump someone. I say any or many, I, I can't remember now. That's the one I've got from a pub. Uh, no, mostly I wouldn't get bad from a pub because I wouldn't want the aggravation with me, you know what I mean? I wouldn't want the. You know, you've bought me from a pub, I'm going to come back there and smash the place up, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is your nickname the Breaker, Charlie? I think named the Breaker. Yeah, that's a good nickname, isn't it? If you're going to have a nickname, the Breaker. Yep. Be like... You must have been. You must have been over the moon when that stuck. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you put it out there? Did you go? How about the Breaker? How about me being the Breaker? I'm just putting it out there, lads. If it sticks, it sticks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I would have taken ages over a nickname. Nickname choosing a nickname is really well, there's good. There's quite a few in the book that I was like, how do you come up with that? Who's your nickname, yeah? Who chooses your own nickname? <laughs> well I do. <laughs> I was thinking of giving okay. myself the nickname the ace. But <laughs> the ace. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's because 'cause you've got them headphones on the same as an ace pilot, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Happy with that. I'll, I'll live with it. So when was the last time you were in what London, Charlie? Tell me your nickname. My What's nickname? No, his. Yours, sorry. Oh, yeah, well, Dave, what's, what's your nickname? I don't know, dickhead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How can Dave turn into a dick? <laughs> Dave's a dick. <laughs> That's going to stick. <laughs> Please let that stick. Hello, Dave the dick. Yeah, hello. Um, you right? <laughs> Please. <laughs> If you listen, when was the last time you were in London, Charlie? Uh, London, last place I was is in Milton Keynes um, about seven or eight years ago, I think. Because um, I was a, a, a guest of honour at a boxing show. So I had all my expenses paid, booked up at a hotel the weekend, all my money made everything to go and to be a big guest of honour. Because you see, of all the old school names, I'm the only one they haven't seen because I've been over here, right? So I've I, I done a meet and greet. So I shook the hand and, you know what I mean, and, and signed their pictures for them and all that kind of thing. And for that, I, I got looked after for a nice weekend away. Nice. I wouldn't have done that. The time before that is I was in the film Bronson. Oh, yeah, we've got oh, shit. That. Do you yeah. know, do you know Charlie Bronson? I, I don't him personally, but he, you know, he used to write to me all the time and, Send me stuff and that, you know. Uh, loads of his droids and things where he gave me. Yeah. I've seen Bronson. Who did you play in Bronson? Sorry, Charlie. I don't. What, what you're in the film Bronson with um, Tom Hardy? Uh, yeah, that's it with Tom yeah. Hardy. I've got me and Tom together. Um, uh, 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 what it was, Bronson wanted me in the film. 
But the guy, the, the uh, executive producer, whatever, didn't really want me in the film, really. But he had no choice because the deal was with Charlie to have me in the film, right? So he yeah. gave me four what, words. What you, what? Yes, and for what? So what could say? That's for my four words. Yes, and for what? Well, sent me out, sent, sent me back in. He, he called me a million dollar mouth. I don't know. Because I had platinum <laughs> teeth in them days, so whether I just got, I talked to it, I don't know what it was. You but he called me million dollar mouth. You had gold teeth. You had platinum teeth. You had platinum teeth, yeah. of course. Well, what? When, you, when you were walking around South London, you had platinum teeth. And you were six foot two with muscles. Oh, yeah. With a big diamond Stood next to a broken ladder. Shit. <laughs> no, not in that case. No, no. Broken ladder. You had aluminium ladders later on. <laughs> uh, sorry, Charlie. What, so, what. Talking about South London, what was your neighbourhood? Where where were you always kind of... Brixton. Bri- Bri- Brixton. Brixton. Brixton's my manor, really, but uh, I sort of moved to a place called West Norwood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is outside Brixton, because I had a chance of a place there. Um, and uh, then, but I'd, I'd always hop back to Brixton, go down there every day, you know what I mean? But West Norwood was where I was living at the time. And I got very well known because... Um, uh, my heyday, my fighting heyday was in the pubs of Western Wales. So. Really? And that was in the right 70s up. and 80s? Well, yeah, 70s and 80s, yeah. Uh, I was about to say. And what did you do sort of 90s and so when, when did you, when did your sort of, your days of criminality sort of come to a, an end in? Well, I moved to Spain 17 years ago and a heart attack 14 years ago, yeah, 14, 14 years ago, I had a heart attack. And that slowed me down. It slowed me down with talking and everything, because I used to be a very fast talking. But I was like, oh, I can't fucking say funny, can't you think that to me? It was like that fast, right? right, right. And then the heart slows you down a bit, doesn't it? Right. And now I've had all the strokes, I'm burbling a bit, like, oh, 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 burbling, dribbling, and. Oh, Charlie, what's up. a heart attack like? What's it like? I don't know really how to explain that. Um, you get funny feelings in your arm and one thing or other. I've only had, had funny feelings in my arm and all that. My hands, went, fingers went all tingly. And then suddenly I could feel what I thought was indigestion. It was just getting worse and worse and worse, you know. And then uh, eventually um, I, I just fucking dropped on the fucking deck. Somebody found it. And I was taken off. Fuck. Shit. But there you go. Yeah. And are, you, are you, uh, have they told you to cut out the, I don't know, booze and red meat or whatever? You, it, do, do you know what? No, no problem with booze, no problem with red meat. No, and you ask one ever question Do you smoke? And oh. I go, No. And they go, When did you give it up? I go, I've never smoked. Right. So that's the truth. I don't smoke. Right. Never right. smoked. Right. No. I think when I was younger, when I was trained to be a boxer, I was very, very young. And all, all the all the other boys were all walking around with fags out of the map, like, you know. I was trying to be a boxer, and I, I wanted to be a boxer. I wanted to be a tough guy, you know what I mean? I wanted to know how to do it properly, professionally. And uh, I was always taught, if you smoke, you'll lose wind, and you'll lose your fight. So from that, I was done it. And you should G out the other fellas and that, that I could make, I could last longer in bed with their girls as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then calls no. a fight, and then off we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you, I got, I got you going. <laughs> wow, man! So you, so you fought in the ring as well. You obviously boxed in the ring, and 
Yeah, I, I, I was um, a um, uh, amateur fighter. Um, we were reading in, the, in a, that book that's just come out now. Was when I was in Portland, Bristol. Uh, I, I, I become an ABA there, a, a, a box for the ABA in the Bristol, and we used to fight the police, the, air, the police cadets, the Air Force cadets, uh, Navy cadets, soldier cadets, and all, all the cadets used to fight. But. And I, I got onto the nose by this fucking police cadet in the ring, and I end up kneeing him in the bollocks. Is that part of the rules? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure that, that we might have. I'm not sure that. Yeah, no. I lost my ABA license. I wasn't allowed to fight again. I, I then become a trainer instead of become an ABA trainer. But I was not. I had to be called a steward because I couldn't call myself a trainer because I've been. Because you need someone in the nuts, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that, nonetheless? It's oh, right. a way to lose, yeah. <laughs> I've never thought about I, I, that sort of getting carried away in a box. He caught me on my nose, right? He me in the nose, started bleeding. My eyes started watering from the pain on my nose, right? Yeah. And I thought, fuck this, and I just need him and straight in the cod, you know what I mean? <laughs> Doesn't happen enough, that. <laughs> I think I'd watch more. <laughs> oh, Charlie's next. This should be fun. Someone's going to get yeah. one in the plums. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. You should have a two week ban, that's it. Yeah, should have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I got dropped from a boxing club from the, the ABA uh, club of the balls to all that. But I still should train in the gym all that at the time, so just the same. Didn't make any effect. And I was I was the top squatter when I was in there. Nobody could squat a bit bigger weight than me when I was in there. Oh, well, lifting the weight? Oh, flipping out, right. Uh, no, bending your knees and going down. Yeah, yeah, we have just the weights on the shoulder. Yeah, obviously, I don't have the technique. I, 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 I would. <laughs> I was doing 300 pounders as a teenager, you know, which is quite a lot. No, they hell, they honestly, I'll tell you what I'm doing yeah. at the moment. I'm doing 25. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing tw- like what? Tw- yeah. Tw- well, I've got what? two 10 pound weights in my <laughs> Yeah, so, you know when you say about us coming for you? I would worry a huge amount, seeing as we can't lift our own fists up. <laughs> Pathetic. Thank you so much, Charlie, today. Um, right, okay, I'm, right. so, I'm sorry you're feeling poorly. I uh, know, I feel, I feel a lot better for talking now. I think more particularly feeling sorry for yourself because I don't feel too well. But, yeah. you know, anybody gives me the opportunity to uh, talk and have it up with them, then it sort of brightens me up. But my throat's is still a bit croaky. I don't feel a sore throat. You know, apart from that, I haven't right, runny nose or whatever. So you've, got, you've got... How many books? There's one called... Is it Nuff Said? said. Uh, Charlie Breaker, Nuff Said, Tales of a South London Villain. That's that's already available. I've got, I've got screen. Yeah, that's gonna, right. That's the one. That's the one, boys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screen grab that and we'll put it on the... Signed. It's not signed. No, I got it on... I bought it on the on the web. It wasn't one of the... <laughs> I didn't know you could get signed ones. From me? Well, I'd love a signed one. Because you, uh, I'll, I'll Can sit- I have a signed boxing glove? <laughs> you, 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 you best email me with, with, with your address or something. Oh, thank you. Email. oh that'd be lovely. Oh, send my yeah. oh brilliant. Was it David and, David and Joe? Joe. Joe. Yeah. Or Jane? Joe. Joe. I'll, I'll answer uh, to anything Dave. to you, Charlie, to be honest with you. Oh, thank you, my friend. <laughs> um, no, I sign Joe, that's right, yeah? Yes, please, yeah. And well, if that's all right, I'd love, yeah, we'd love that. Okay, but just give me an address to send them to, and I'll send them to we'll you. Set, right. We'll do that straight afterwards. 
Oh, we do it straight after you. Just get, get out of the petrol. Yeah, yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll speak to you in a sec. I'll let, I'll let you have a kip first. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Charlie. It's just been... Yeah, it's been thank you for playing our minds. Yeah. It's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Bless you. Thanks, right. And, uh, yeah, and get I well hope, soon. Sorry, I hope you learn a little bit more how other people live. Oh, yeah. There's been a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless you. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Thanks. I never try to learn. Yeah. No, never try to learn. And basically, if I knock anyone's drink over, just say, I'll, I'll buy you another one. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. And if, you... right. if, you knock it, if you knock it over me suit, then you must have to pay the laundry bill. Oh, fuck it. Let's get out of now. <laughs> what, do, you know what, do, do you know what I've learned? If I go on the run, know, what tra- know where the train's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>